0: How much water should you drink per day and how do you know if you are getting enough? And what happens if you don't drink enough and is it even possible to drink too much water? All these questions we will answer on this episode. So have your glass of water ready because what I'm about to tell you will make you thirsty. You are listening to MadMins. I'm your host, Elisa Saleh. So do you know how much water we should drink per day? Your answer would probably be 8 glasses or 2 liters, right? Well, if you didn't think that, congrats, you didn't listen to what majority of people says. Because it's not true. Even though majority of people say one thing, we know it's not always the truth. And this is one of them. So where does this myth come from? Nobody exactly knows, but there are a few theories out there. The first theory suggests that it might be originated from 1974, from a book written by a nutritionist called Dr. Frederick Ster. In this book, he recommended drinking six to nine glasses of water per day. While the book also pointed out that vegetables and fruit and other beverages are also high in water. But this part somehow kind of just got neglected, so this information was not really spread into the public. Another theory suggests that it originates even earlier, from 1945, when there was a report released recommending that the average person needs to consume one milliliter of water per calorie of food that we consume. So for someone who is on a diet and eating approximately 2,000 calories per day, this gives us the golden number, 2 liters or around 8 glasses. In this case, again, they missed a part of the report that declared that a lot of the water could also be obtained from the food that we're eating. So where the myth comes from is not really clear, but there is no scientific evidence that supports this. Water is essential for your body to function properly. Around 55 to 65% of our body weight consists of water. Since our body cannot produce enough water by itself, We must drink water throughout the day. We need water for many reasons. For example, to provide shape and structure to our cells, regulate body temperature, absorption of nutrients. It acts as solvent for vitamins and minerals. It also helps transporting the nutrients and oxygen to the cells. Also, it helps eliminating waste products and normalize the blood pressure. And the list just goes on. So if you want to make sure that all these keeps functioning as it should, we must not get dehydrated. So we must be aware of our water intake. Okay, I know you're waiting for the answer of our big question. So we said that the eight glasses per day is a myth. Then how much water is recommended to drink per day? Actually, there is no one single answer for that. You probably know if you have searched after an answer on Google, you most likely just ended up being more confused because there are so, so many studies done on how much water is recommended. But also each study has different recommendations. Another reason for why there is no one single answer for this is because it just depends on so many factors. So simply by giving you a number on how much to drink This number might be too much or just too low for someone else. Therefore, the first thing we should do is to take a look on the different factors that affects your body needs, and then you can have an idea of how much water your body needs. The first factor is exercise. As you exercise, your body breaks down the fuel to create energy for your tissues, and this causes your core temperature to rise. So your body responds to this by releasing heat in form of water through your sweat glands, which you have 2 to 4 millions of. So this water can evaporate off on your skin to cool down your body. So in this way you will lose extra water when you exercise and this is one of the factors that you should be considering when you are trying to answer how much water you actually need per day. And of course each day are not the same. Some days you're exercising and some days the intensity is different. So all these will also affect the amount. The second factor is environment. During hot or humid temperature, you will sweat more, because your core temperature will heat up faster and to a higher degree. So, your body will work harder on releasing this fluid through your sweat glands, but eventually without much success for evaporating. Also, the higher altitude will make your body require more water. And that's because in higher altitudes, there will not be much oxygen, which will make your respiration rate go up. And in this way, you will lose water faster than what you would do on a sea level. The third factor is pregnancy. As the pregnant woman has to support the fetal circulation, amniotic fluid, and the high level of blood volume, she must drink more water than usual. The fourth factor is when you're sick, like you're vomiting or having diarrhea, then you must drink plenty of water to replace all the lost water. But remember, in this case, you're also losing sodium, so it is very important to drink water with electrolytes to get the body back into the balance. The fifth and last factor that I want to mention is your diet. So, as I mentioned earlier, you get water through your food as well. Usually, this is underestimated how much water we actually get from the food that we are eating. Actually, around 20% of the water comes from our food. But this doesn't always apply to any kind of food, of course, because let's say you are having a diet with high salts or sodium. Then you must watch out your water intake because... Water loves following sodium. So when you intake high levels of sodium, the water from your cells leaves the cell and enter your bloodstream. And this will increase not only your blood pressure, but besides that, it will make you dehydrating. But if you're having a variated diet, then you're probably getting food like cucumber, tomatoes, spinach, broccoli, and so on. All these contains high amount of water, at least around 80% is water. So now that we have covered the different factors that you should be aware of that will require to drink more water, then I want to point out one thing that also people think is a good thing to do. And that is to calculate your body weight and drink according to that specifically. Well, first of all, this is usually done in the hospitals when patients have to be monitored with fluid in order to maintain the right level. That's critical. Otherwise, if you are non-hospitalized and you are healthy, then this shouldn't be something that you go into details with. Now you even have apps showing how much water you should drink. I mean, if it makes you to remember to drink water and doesn't make you more anxious about it, then sure, it's fine. But again, your body is smart. It will regulate the small difference. But the question is still, how much water should you really drink per day? According to the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine, the adequate daily fluid intake should be 2.7 liters for women, which is around 11 cups, and 3.7 liters for men, which is around 15 cups of fluid. But notice one thing here. They don't recommend you to drink 11 cups or 15 cups of water, but fluid. As we know, 20% of fluid comes from food, so we should put that into our consideration as well. Even if you have no idea if you are getting enough water, then it's just amazing to have a body that will remind you, either directly or indirectly. But when it does that, it means that you are getting dehydrated. And dehydration is defined by loss of total body fluid, and so your body does not have enough water to carry out the normal tasks. So one of the ways to remind you is an obvious one, thirst. Yes, if you are thirsty, then you must listen to your body because then you have reached a point where your body really needs water. Normally, the concentration inside our cells are the same as outside of the cell. So there is a balance. But during dehydration, the balance gets disturbed and our body simply hates that. So the cells try to fix it by releasing more water out from the cells. So your cells basically start to shrink. At this point, your brain, more specifically your hypothalamus, will notice this change of concentration. And the hypothalamus, of course, has a plan. One part of the plan is to tell you that you need water by activating the thirst center to make you feel thirsty. But since it knows that you are not always gonna listen or maybe you simply don't have access to water right away, it will not just sit and wait. No, because our body is smarter than that. So what your brain or your hypothalamus will do is to tell the neighbor, the pituitary gland, to get some help. Specifically, it will tell the pituitary gland to release a hormone called antidiuretic hormone or ADH. And so what this hormone will do is to tell the kidneys, hey kidney, our cells are shrinking, they need water. So don't excrete much water, absorb it instead. So if this is the case, then your urine will have a darker color because less water will be released, so therefore your urine will be concentrated. Another sign of dehydration might be dry mouth or dry eyes. And also if you're feeling dizzy or having headache, these signs as well can occur. So drinking water in these situation might be a very good idea. So we often talk about not getting enough of water. But actually, we can also drink too much water. We can get overhydrated. This doesn't happen so often, but it happens and it can be very dangerous, especially among athletes, a condition that is called exercise-associated hyponatremia, When the athletes drink so much water that it overwhelms the capacity of the kidneys to excrete that water and this causes the body's sodium level and the electrolytes to drop too low too quickly. And this leads to nausea, headache, vomiting, confusion, and even death. There is also a second type of overhydration. And the first one we just mentioned is caused by increased intake of water. But another type is retaining water. This happens when our body is not able to get rid of the water properly. This can be seen in conditions like congestive heart failure, liver diseases or kidney problems, for example. In these conditions, your body will hold on to more fluid, as well as some medication can do. So try to always understand your condition and understand what the medication that you are taking can do to your body. That's very important, of course, not only when it comes to how much water you should drink, but in general. Listening to our body, being aware of the symptoms and know what we put in our mouth is very important. Before ending the episode, I want to give you some advice for how to make it easier to drink more water. Because many of us simply don't get enough. So what we can do is to, for example, get into the habit of drinking one glass of water as the first thing in the morning. We can also keep a glass of water or a water bottle by your disc. This way, it will maybe remind you to take a sip throughout the day. And also, if you're just a bored of water, you can add lime, mint or lemon, make it just more fresh and actually even berries like strawberries would give it just nice taste. It's all about being creative. So let's recap what we learned from this episode. There is no one single formula for what is the right amount of water to drink per day. You should first of all listen to your body. On a basic level, you should have 2.7 liters to 3.7 liters of fluid intake. But remember, food also contains water. But I cannot emphasize this enough. Listen to your body. Because many factors play a role, like the activity level and the diet, condition, the climate and so on. So there's no specific answer that applies to each person. With that said, I think it's time to drink some water. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Take care and see you soon.